you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. And he's shoved out by Cam Jordan. How long has Cam Jordan been playing this game? Cam Jordan's been playing this game for 13 years out of Cal. He was a first-round pick in 2011. I'll tell you what, Cam Jordan down here at the bottom of your screen, I mean, he can still pick him up and put him down. And we back, and we here, and it's a bye week. I'm thinking this is going to be me and you. It's bye week, and I got some things to get off my chest. This episode, we're going to talk about dipping into Las Vegas for F1. We're going to talk about how we lost to the Minnesota Vikings, how Josh Dobbs miraculously got traded to a team two and a half weeks ago, and he's 2-0 in his tenure there. Let's just, let's just talk about it all. Get it off our chest. Get it off through the mind. Get it out and open and be open as possible. Also, also talk about, you know, maybe – Robert Salah and his comments on Sachs being an overrated stat. So tune in with me, Cam Jordan, on my podcast, Off the Edge. Because we had a couple of days off, what would have been my off day, you know, I, I took off and took off to uh, Las Vegas to go join the uh, EA Sports F1 uh, show run, which... I mean, come on, it's it's Las Vegas. It's, I love video games, and it's this, you know, they put together this event where it was guys like, you know, F1 driver Charles Leclerc. I, in my mind, I was like, I was like Lefleur, but that was from Dodgeball, and I, was, I didn't want to disrespect his name, so I kept it to myself. But just know Charles Leclerc was there. Daniel Cormier was there. Max Crosby was there. Then there was a gambit of influencers from across the pond, some English guys, British, you know, if you shall. <laughs> There's a guy named Dirk Chocolate, and I was like, all right, what are we doing here, big fella? But, you know, these influencers coming together for this event to put on and get in these uh, F1 simulators, you know, with the the whole rigs, the whole get-ups. Like, I felt like I was in a cockpit of an F1 car. You know, I, I hopped in, in what, what what I thought could be a bit of a McLaren. But we we did like a little, you know, a little contest, a competitive drive uh, playing the video games, and it felt real. And I learned that I am not an F1 driver. I was sitting right next to Charles Charles Leclerc, and he was driving his butt off. I, I was in position. I was in third position. I, I pit stopped when he pit stopped. I had no idea what I was doing. And I took seventh place out of 10 people afterwards because I hit a wall like the last two laps. I literally smashed into a wall. It is what it is. You know, you can probably check that out uh, at, on the uh, F1 YouTube channel uh, or something along the lines. I believe that's it. Maybe it's not it, but it should be it. Which brings me back to this Minnesota game because, you know, my pops double dipped. My pops came to not only this last game because it was an alumni weekend and I had, you know, my godfathers, god uncles, whatever you want to call them. Guys were hitting the field and, you know, uh, and the Minnesota Minnesota side and clearly rooting for the Minnesota. And then, you know, my, there's my dad who's in some uh, – who rate, the week before raided my closet and probably took about 10 pairs of J's that I wasn't aware of. I had given him like 10 pairs of shoes anyways, things I was getting out of my closet. And he's like, hey, you mind if I grab these, these, these? Oh, these would go good for this Viking game. This would go good with the Saints game. And next thing I know, he's wearing my, 
you know, my, my, my gold toe patent leather, you know, J Jordan ones. And he's also wearing some purple Jordan ones. And he's like, yeah, this is how I'm showing solidarity. And I'm like, bro, you're a Viking. You stay on your side. I love you. I'm trying to destroy your team. He's also a six-time Pro Bowler for the Minnesota Vikings. He, you know, he's in he's in the uh, the Ring of Honor. And so when I see see my guy, you can't help but you know be proud of the uh, the legacy that has started. I'm just happy and fully in awe of what the work that it took, uh, especially knowing that I'm in year 13 as well. Uh, for him to be flying or gallivanting around the country the way he does it to you know to be the, the ultimate granddad to the, to the kids he's got a, a my sister who lives in germany uh with her husband kasim Adabali, a former teammate of mine um he flies over there for their birthdays you know he flies to new orleans for our, for our kids birthdays he goes you know he, he shoots back to arizona for my brother's kids birthdays my man is is living and yet again he was at, at the game last week or two weekends ago and then at the game this weekend i mean and he's still working. I don't know. Look, the man is the man is a, a mythical uh, legend, if you shall. You know, we're, we're, does engineering, played in the league, uh, and still flies over everywhere to either golf or see the kid or see his grandkids. Uh, living legend. I, I hope to aspire one day. Let's just start it off with the obvious elephant or Viking in the room. We lost the New Orleans Saints. Lost to the Minnesota Vikings. I'm. I'm not going to say I don't know how, because when you look at the tape, you know how. It was a sluggish, slow start to the half. Honestly, it's something that the Saints have been dealing with for the last four or five games. been speaking on it. We have to start fast. We have to start fast. We have to start strong on offense and defense. And here we go to the Minnesota Vikings. We fly up to Minnesota against a Josh Dobbs, who has really only had the offense for under two weeks. So we knew what we had to do. We had to contain the quarterback. <sighs> another sack taken away from me by a penalty hurts is what it is on a good year you could be sitting at five or six right now you're sitting at two but the pressures are there the tackles are there you know there's a reason why standing at sitting at the left end you they you know a team opposing me runs right <laughs> going into this game we knew it wasn't about pressures and it sort of sucks as a defensive end when you're like all right well this is the, the tackles that i can beat this is the guy that you, the matchup that you want, but you have a mobile quarterback like Josh Dobbs, where it's literally a one read and he's out the gates. He's looking to escape from A gaps to B gaps, which is in between those guards, right in between, you know, in between the guards and tackles. When that pocket collapses, he shoots out. He's already looking. Cam Jordan got around the right tackle. Dobbs looks, sees nothing. Now he runs out to the left. He points to somebody, turns to the five, to the end zone. touchdown has run Minnesota to a 16-3 lead. He takes one read if TJ Hawkinson wasn't open and he chucked to TJ Hawkinson a lot that first half. Tuned up the second half. Things are a lot better. I think TJ Hawkinson had like one catch. Josh Dobbs maybe had one scramble and we did a lot to him, um, but not enough early on in the game, which ended us us losing. You know, I think Derek Carr going down was pivotal as well as you know, Jameis came in and, and started slinging a rock, going going deep. Two touchdowns to A.T. To Perry, as well as a one over the top, number 12, Chris Olave. Let's see if this will stand. What a catch. Both feet eventually hit the turf, and he secured it on his way to the ground. That is one of the best catches you'll see. Not only a great catch, but how about the throw, Adam? Yeah. I mean, throw it to the back pylon, throw it up in the air where only a receiver can go get it. We had a chance, I think, to even the score. Uh, 
But, you know, when you dig yourself a, a hole that first half, it's hard to dig yourself out of it, especially in the NFL. And it starts right here, you know, with the D-line. I, I keep saying, hey, you know, we got to be special. We want, we want to be special. We want to be a great defense. It starts with not allowing a quarterback to escape the pocket. So going forward, Atlanta Falcons, whoever their quarterback's going to be, uh, Heineke or Ridd. Ritter, you know, this is some somebody that we have to be aware of, somebody we have to go after and, and be able to uh, corner. You know, we've got film on both of them uh, more so than we did on the previous quarterback. So we're just going to take that in and eliminate our mistakes. So that's Saints for now. But moving on, you know, you think about uh, heading into a bye week. We end up, you know, losing our, our coach was like, you know, Ten weeks in, get your mind right, get your body right, because we have a seven-week stint coming up. Uh, I think Dennis Allen is doing a heck of a job uh, with knowing what the team needs to get their bodies underneath them. Now it's just taking care of your body. It's the hot tub. It's the multi-you know multi-appointments of this chiropractor that I'm going to. It's the massages that I'm getting. My kid's gonna know that daddy's body hurts playing football. I've taken <laughs> I've taken my son to the cold tub, <laughs> which my eight-year-old son I dropped in this cold tub. He he probably is mentally scarred, you know, like I was like, hey, we're going to hop in here for two minutes after 30 seconds. My man jumped out, ran into the hot tub and, and probably despised me. I had like promised him ice cream um, just to get the two minutes out of him. <laughs> but, you know, there's, there's things that you have to do as athletes to get your body right. And I was like, you know what? Might as well bring my son in there. When I tell you uh, this morning, I uh, I got home and I, I took after taking the kids to sleep, I hit the bed and didn't move for a few hours. Yeah. You know, wife was like, hey, let's, you know, let's go to lunch. I was like, maybe. Uh, so, you know, that's that's the bye week situation. Um, let's double back and talk about this, you know, beyond the Saints game, just because, you know, that was so heavy on my chest. I had to get it out there. But as I'm looking around, you know, you see the 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 mid uh, the midway defensive MVPs, which is probably Max Crosby, the way he's been playing. Like he's averaging like 98 percent of the snaps. Uh, he's just relentless. You love his pursuit. Five yards deep, and this is safety. The safety by Crosby. Nichols got to him also. You want to close out a game? Call on Max. And then you talk about just on the offensive side of the ball, right? You talk about, uh, of course, you. I'm always going to talk about Pat Mahomes. You know, you, you, you're you going to look around, and you're probably going to bring up Tyreek Hill, of course. And then you're you're going to look in and be like that young kid C.J. Stroud is playing at a high level. This past weekend he dropped major yards. You know he's just he's just stacking up these games and looking like a true vet, looking like he deserves to be in that MVP honor category. C.J. looking, throwing to the end zone. Yes, yes, yes. The lead. yes. Excel with the reception. Rock and roll. My goodness! That is the defining moment of the welcome to Houston, C.J. Stroud. That is the moment right there. He's taking he's taking the league by storm. I think it's rough as a rookie to win an MVP because you have to like. I'm not saying it's easy to take the NFL by storm because it's not. I mean, it's not. But I do feel like you know that second third year when when people have game plans, you know, when people know your game. And you can excel like the way Lamar Jackson did when he was younger. That's when you like get that real MVP consideration. I'm not saying he's not deserving. I'm simply saying, you know, it's a sample size we're getting from CJ. 
although MVP MVP race is about this year, what have you done for me lately? So I, I think he should be you should be in the conversation for sure. But moving on, you know, you I I definitely think that other teams and what they're doing you, at the end of the week, you have you know Rob, head coach Robert Salah of the New York Jets. Uh, talking about Quentin Williams and his dominance, even though he's not getting the sack numbers, the, the gaudy stats. Uh, we're always trying to find a way to, you know, to create one-on-ones for all our guys, um, Quentin especially. I do want to say, like, I do think sack production is a very overrated uh, uh, stat. I think it's a it's a it's a cool stat that gets guys paid, but it is not the indicative number in terms of because I've seen guys who get sacks who just. I can get luckyish, but when you look at Quinnen, uh, teams are going out of their way to game plan Quinnen to try to take him out of the game. The overall sack production, like I said, is an overrated stat. Uh, Quinnen Williams is one of the top five defensive players in all of football, and he's proving it down in and down out. And unfortunately, we live in a society where um, sack production is the measure of how good a player is, and it's not even close. He's taking more double teams, you know, this year than he had previous years. I saw a stat where he's taking like, what is it, like 51% double teams on every snap, which means teams are game planning for Quentin Williams. They're trying to shut him down. He had 12 and a half last year, and teams are like, we have to shut him down. So he's got one sack on the season. But Quentin Williams is a dog, man. I mean, when you think about he's stronger point of attack, he knows how to split those double teams. He knows how to push that pocket back. We have a D tackle that pushes that pocket back. As a defensive end, that's when you're able to really give out your bag and give your best pass rush moves, knowing that that push it, that, that pocket is pushed. And I, I mean, if you say who's your top five D tackles, you're probably going to start off with Chris Jones. You're going to throw in Aaron Donald. You're going to throw in uh big D tack uh over at, at, at the Giants as well as as um as the Tennessee Titans. You're gonna talk about the, the Philadelphia D lineman, but you're not not gonna talk about Quinn Williams. You're gonna throw him in there and he might be in their top five category. So you gotta put major respect on his name. Just him talking about sacks is an overrated stat. I've said it from jump. You know, there's edge rushers, defensive ends, D tackles that are pass rush specialists. Pass rush specialists. That means you know when a quarterback passes. But that being said, there's also rundown specialists and then there's complete D linemen. You know, those that are as proficient at stopping the run as they are the pass or those that are commanding double teams to free up other guys. I mean, these are stats that you, they're never going to, you know, be able to quantify. But those double teams pick up. I know they'll never talk about him in his legacy, whatever it is, but he's a dog in, his out, in that outright form. So it, it, it's just super important to have a guy like a Quentin Williams you know, to to really push that pocket. A guy like Dexter Lawrence, you know, my guy, my young guy, Brian Brzee, is starting to become that way. Like, he's starting to understand that if he pushes that pocket, guys can collapse. So, you know, whatever that is, sack numbers may be low right now, but it's seven games left, so there's a lot of opportunity. And again, if, if other guys are winning those one-on-ones, the Bryce Huffs, whatever it is, eventually he's going to get his turn to win a one If he's commanding doubles, that means when he gets those one-on-ones, he's going to start eating. So it's only a matter of time before it all comes back. It all comes full circle. You know, also shout out to my dog, Sheldon Rankins, down at the Houston Texans. What he had, his first three-piece. He had a three-sack night, uh, first of his career uh, this past weekend. And I'm just saying, he, when you have those those dogs at interior, it helps the men's out tremendously, you know? Um, so we're just going to keep on going, keep on rolling, keep on flowing. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. 
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Something else that I wanted to get to, being in Vegas, I ran into my guy Max Crosby at this, you know, uh, EA EA Sports F1 show run that we did and that just made me think about you know the the, the Raiders 2-0 run you know we talked about 2-0 they they won two weekends ago and next thing I know Max Crosby has cigars off when a head coach gets fired and teams win that g- next game and start smoking cigars celebration in multiple ways not celebration and then you know Max Crosby says something about getting back to the, the Raiders way of winning it feels like Antonio Pierce, the uh, the former linebacker who was taken over as the head coach for the uh, Raiders, feels like that energy is stemming from somewhere. Now, you know, this this past weekend they got another win, so now they're 2-0 as, uh, as Antonio Pierce is the Raiders interim head coach. When you walk in that locker room and to see everybody smile and see the celebration and see all the hard work that we've done over the past several days coming to fruition, uh, it's fun. Forever long I'm here as a Raider, as a head coach, we're going to have a blast. Is it too early to say he deserves to get the full-time job? No. But I just feel like everybody else is going to be like, hey, this is what he's done, this is what he is. But I'm just simply saying, he deserves full credit and should get some serious consideration for the job that he's done. And this is, again, this is not even his team. He's an interim head coach. You know, you give him reins, what else can he do? Because I, I feel like it's working out well over in Detroit when you have Dan Campbell, former player, take over. You know, I feel like when guys have played X number of years in a league, I, I think guys understand what they want. And it's from the old regime where they used to have those double days, whatever it was, and they get that that's not where we are today. And yet they bring that same fire and passion and they know how to play and they know how to get their way. And they also understand the body breaking down because that's key to keep some of your vets in top in tip-top shape. So you're not just grinding them into the dirt during practice and expecting full games to be played. You know, that's you're bringing out the best of your players. And also when you're bringing that emotion and you bring that fire as a coach and and guys can look at you and be like, dang, he's been through this before. You have a lot to relate to. And I feel like that's just a successful pass. So Antonio Pierce should definitely get that, you know, that call. You look at D'Amico Ryan's down in and uh at the Texans. I'm just I'm just simply saying he should definitely get not that I have any pool whatsoever, but he should definitely get consideration for this head coach job, regardless of what of how he does, you know, in this next part of the season. I think that he's shown clearly that he's bringing juice and energy to a team that technically isn't his. But either way, you know, heading to this bye week, this is uh, I, I I've talked about mind, I've talked about body, I've talked about recuperating, I've talked about you know what it takes, what the toll it takes on on the body. But this is also that gap. You know, now it's like I go for rehab in the morning, make sure the body's right. I come home and now I'm trying to be like the best, you know, that the best dad I can be. You know, I'm I'm trying to take individual dates with my my, you know, my daughters. I don't know what to say with my son. Like this this morning uh, came in, took him to McDonald's, you know, straight a little breakfast, happy meal, a little, little short stack, whatever that was. Um, and then. You know, just talk to him about how his day was. Gave him that one-on-one attention that I feel like I'm not giving individually because I'm giving to the family more times than not. But like making an emphasis on, hey, man, like 
who's your friends in school today? You know, who are you hanging around? Like, what is it? Did, did you enjoy flag football this past eight or nine weeks? What is it that you enjoyed about fl- football? What is it that you're looking forward to? Do you want to go back into karate? Like, what is the next step? And just, you know, getting that love back into my son so he knows that I do care because he, he, he knows, but I feel like as a dad, you have a guilty conscience because you have four kids and during season, you're ju- you're juggling everything. You're juggling football, family, you know, God, everything else. And you're just like, hey, you know, moms, moms in Arizona, whatever it is, uh, wife needs a date night. <laughs> you know, <laughs> everybody needs some defense. We have defense dinners every other Thursday, defensive line di- dinners in between those Thursdays. So there's always, you know, moves going on to be a consummate pro. You also have body work on Wednesday nights. You have whatever it is. So this bye week, I can do all that during the day and still be done and, you know, take Nikki Jordan off to lunch or take take Jordan to breakfast or tomorrow I'll take my second oldest to, you know, to donuts or breakfast or something to, to get my, you know, daddy daughter date in. If it's a daddy daughter date, what do you name the, the dad father son connection? Father, like dad son, father. I don't, it's not, it's like there's a daddy daughter. And I just feel like that's a great little liner. We'll just call call the, the Jordan, the Jordan men hang out, you know, the Jordan men kick it. You know, we, we went to breakfast and we kicked it over, you know, a little short stack and, and some orange juice. As I go into uh, the rest of my bye week, just know I'll be watching a lot more football. I'll be breaking down film on myself. I'll be uh, trying to critique myself to the umpteenth degree to try and get this right. Sitting at five and five, man, there's so much There's so much hope and possibilities with seven games left. We, we went all seven games with 12 and five. You can't tell me that we won't be poised. I, I'm going to speak it into existence now because that's what I feel. That's how I want it to happen. I think that at the end of the day, you know, when you have opportunities, you have to be able to grasp and, and and be the epitome of excellence upon each and every Sunday. So it's going to be up to this this bye week to get me right. Um, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. This is off the edge with Cam Jordan. This is about as real as it gets because, like I said, I just wanted to I just wanted to sit down and, and chat it up. You know, I think eventually I'm gonna start taking some questions so I can shoot back because. I've always I've always had a, a guest or somebody to come kick it with me. Now it's just this is me and you driving the whip, staying at the crib, listening to me talking about football and some good things. You know, I appreciate y'all tuning in and tapping in. If you guys want to go ahead, tell your best friend, your cousin's nephew, cousin, you know, about off the edge, the podcast with me, Cam Jordan. Spread the word. Give us a five star rating, leave a review and follow us on Apple Podcasts and the iHeartRadio app. Wherever you get your podcasts, you know I'm here. Cam J, Off the Edge. Peace. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.